So hello guys, I'm going to introduce myself real quick. Um, in case you don't know who I am, I'm Callie Oxford. I'm a senior at Harrisburg High School. And um, although I didn't grow up in this church, it feels like I have. Um, I started going to Dorseville uh, my freshman year. It all started because of a drum. Yes, a drum. Um, Trey Reamer asked me if I would play Little Drummer Boy with him for a Christmas special. And I was here every Sunday night practicing. And one Sunday morning, everybody else in the family was sick but me and mom. And I was just like, Trey's been hounding on me. We should go. And so we went. And I didn't know that my church life was lacking something until I found it. Um, I was just, I was so nervous. I didn't know anyone besides Trey. And my mom kind of shoved me out of the car to go to Sunday school. And I was just so nervous. I'm like, I don't want to have to introduce myself. I was really timid. And um, Brent welcomed me, knew my name before I could even introduce myself. And I've just felt loved ever since. Um, Sunday by Sunday, another member of my family would be with us. And we all soon became members, and my dad to follow. And we didn't have any intentions of leaving the church that we were at before, but we just felt a love that we couldn't even explain from all of you guys, and I'm just so thankful that I've been given the opportunity to um, grow up and go through high school and meet friends and family that I'll know forever and have a forever love for them. Um, so um, God does things early to prepare us for bigger things down the road, and um, I remember my first youth Sunday, I'd been going to this church for about a few weeks, and I thought, oh, I'm off the hook. I won't have to do anything. I'm a new kid. If you know Brent, that's not the case. So um, he pushed me out of my comfort zone, and he's been doing that ever since. So I taught my first Sunday school in Mr. Bill Browning's class, and I was a nervous wreck. It was something. It didn't go as well as I wanted it to, but from there, I just kept trusting Brent if he pushes me out of my comfort zone go with it so um, um, from there Brent managed to show me what I'm actually capable of he showed me my love for missions and more importantly Nicaragua um, if you speak to me for more than five minutes you'll hear a story about Nicaragua probably more than just one I'm obsessed with it I'm so thankful that because of Brent and the youth group and everyone else here that supports us on going to trips like this, I've also been able to introduce other people to my love of Nicaragua. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, getting me places isn't always that easy, though. Brent talked about it in his sermon last week. I did not want to go to Super, Sun, or Super Summer for the longest time. Every summer you'd be like, Callie, you're going to love it. I'm telling you. It's you're going to love it. And I was just, I would come up with a different reason to not go every year, whether it was speech camp, just something different every year. And finally, I'm like, it's got to be good enough for him to be hounding on me for three years. So I finally trust him, and I went. If Brent Holloway ever hounds on you for three-plus years, trust him. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. I went to Super Summer and it completely changed my life. I know now how to share the gospel with not only people my age, people older, people younger. I was given different resources, different ideas, things I'd never even thought about before. And I'm so thankful 
for everyone that goes, everyone that helps with it, and for you guys that help support us going. So my experience taught me so much, but I didn't always have that firm foundation. When Brent asked me to deliver the message, I knew instantly what I had to talk about. I've always loved parables, but Webster Dictionary does, defines a parable as simply a story that is used to illustrate a moral or a spiritual lesson. And my parable, my favorite one, is the third one told by Jesus, and that's the mustard seed. Um, I've always loved it. My grandma even got me a necklace and bracelet for Christmas that I'm wearing, and it has a little jar with mustard seeds in it, and it has the verse, and it has a little line about faith, and I've just always been drawn to the mustard seed. So I knew that that's what I wanted to talk about today. So Jesus uses Matthew 17:20 to illustrate just how faithful, or just how powerful faith can be. So real quick, I'm going to read uh, Matthew 17, 20 for you, well, the little part about it. So um, a little for mention, just um, let me go ahead and read. This is uh, 14. When they reached the crowd, a man approached and knelt down before him. Lord, he said, have mercy on my son because he has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. 17. Jesus replied, How unbelieving, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And from that moment, the boy, the boy was healed. Then the disciples approached Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we drive it out? And then 20. Because of your little faith, he told them, For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So um, that's just always stuck with me my entire life. You can use that in so many different ways throughout your life, every little thing that you face. But the size of a mustard seed is just, I mean, minuscule. Mustard seeds are the tiniest seed of all. I'll get into that later. But real quick, I just wanted to share something that my grandma actually found for me. Um, over 200 years ago, Thomas Jefferson commissioned Meriwether Lewis and William Clark to find the source of the Missouri River, and from there to discover a relatively easy water route west to the Pacific. Such a waterway they discovered doesn't exist, but they did succeed in mapping the northwest, and 15 months later, they pushed themselves upstream. They found near today's Montana-Idaho border, the source of the mighty Missouri. Lewis's journal records that on August 12, 1805, a member of the expedition, Private Hugh McNeil, stood with a foot on either side of this little stream and thanked God that he had lived to bestride the mighty and deemed endless Missouri. And most of you are probably like, okay, what does the Missouri have to do with faith? But the Missouri at its source looks a lot different than it does where we see it in St. Louis. Or, yeah, um, it flows into the Mississippi near St. Louis. Um, and in the kingdom, too, great things start out from something so tiny. Um, my, I, if I had known walking in that one Sunday morning that my life would be changed and I would be up here talking, I would have told you that you're insane, that that's not possible. But because I serve a God much greater than myself, it is possible. Um, it doesn't take much faith. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very thankful for that. I don't always have a lot of faith. Um, Jesus says if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move and it will move. 
You can say to things like depression, move depression, move. You can say things like move marriage problems, move sin. You can say that and just with a little bit of faith, it will move. Um, I think I can speak for all of us. Um, We've all faced mountains. I can stand up here with certainty and say that it can move. My first mountain started to grow when I was about seven. My mom was married to a man for seven years that I thought I was his princess. My father was a prison guard and a member of the Army Reserves. My biological father left my mom and I when I was in pre-K. Before he left us, he took part in drugs, theft, and affairs. He ended up in prison for three years. He reached out to my mom and I, apologizing for what he did, asking for a second chance. Any little girl would want their dad back in their life. And so every Sunday we would go visit him, and every Sunday we'd have dinner out of the vending machines. I was deemed the little kid that knew her license plate by memory. I was telling everyone how you should put the money on the cards, and you have to do this and that. Don't change the diaper beforehand. You have to put it, like, I was just always there. I was helping everyone. And um, we would have Sunday dinner with the other prisoners and their families. And I didn't know at that time that it was shaping my life for what it is now and how much of a ministry that becomes. Um, A few months later, he came home with us. He um, came back and he lived in our lives. In second grade, he was back to being the dad that I thought that I needed. Um, A few months after that, I was at dance practice in Marion and he completely cleaned out our home of everything of value, all the medicine out of the cabinets and he left again. And he started a crime spree that ended up with him being in prison for much longer than before. Um, My mountain consists of anger towards him and for God. When I was younger, I didn't understand why I couldn't have a dad like the other girls did. I was in Girl Scouts, and I didn't understand why I couldn't go to the daddy-daughter dance. I couldn't understand why I couldn't do the camping trips with the dads. I just, I didn't understand it. I questioned God all the time, and I know it helped, it hurt my mom's relationship with God and it affected just all of us in every aspect of my life. I just couldn't fathom why I had to go through something that horrible, why I had to do it, why couldn't someone else have to go through that. But um, I questioned him so much. I went almost six years without having a father and if it wasn't for people like my Papa Barney and my Papa Calvin, I wouldn't have understood, you know, how a father should treat their little girl. I'll never be able to express my gratitude to my mother and my grandma. They taught me that with time, God can heal all wounds. I prayed every night for a dad. I knew I needed that kind of love in my life. And almost seven years ago, my mom met Kurt, and he showed me daily how I should be treated and has made me such a stronger person. I know God picked him just for mom and I and our crazy family. He just is the perfect fit for us, and I'm just so thankful for everything that he's taught me and how much he's changed mine and mom's life and everyone else around us. Um, He helps out on Monday with the the lunches, and he's gone to mission trips with Brent, and I just know that every aspect of this is changing both him and us. Um, I know as a Christian, I'll eventually have to forgive my biological father. That's a mountain that I still have to deal with. Um, I know eventually I'm going to have to just wipe that slate clean. 
Me and my mom both deal with that whenever we hear sermons on forgiveness. We both get that tightness in our throat and know that something's going to have to change for us. I know eventually I will be able to get to that point, but right now it's just still one of those mountains. But with the faith as small as a mustard seed, I can overcome it. Um, if you were able to hear my speech a few Sunday nights ago, um, you know that I've had to deal with statistics my entire life. But I can probably say that with the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can go beyond those. That seed can turn into a tree sprouting up and out. I'm beyond blessed. I'm finishing up my senior year with a 4.0 grade average. I'm class president. I'm a member of the speech team. I'm in CEO and I'm planning my future as a first-generation college student. Um, without God, I don't think that would have been at all possible for me if I didn't have something to cling on to those nights that I couldn't understand why I had to be alone or why I didn't have a dad. I don't know if I didn't have that kind of structure, that love and compassion from Jesus. I don't think I could have done any of this. I know I couldn't have. Um, anything that I do, it's for the glory of God. It's not for the glory of me. I'm just a mouthpiece for him. Um, I'm thankful for a family that has loved me and gave me structure and a reason to succeed. Um, I just, I honestly, you guys are the great, greatest. Um, having that structure hasn't always been easy, however. Um, my mother has lupus and my dad has the worst case of rheumatoid arthritis that St. Louis had ever seen. Um, my grandmother and grandpa deal with a lot of health struggles daily. And just within the last few years, I've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and PCOS. Um, doctor upon doctor has told me that I won't be able to have a kid, possibly. I probably won't, this and that, different statistics, numbers. But I know that I serve a God much greater than that. And if I'm going to have a child, I'll be able to. My mother was told that she couldn't. My mother was told that she wouldn't be able to have a kid, and I know that they were like, you won't be able to carry it past three months, or this and that, you're going to be high risk, you need to come to St. Louis every week. But I'm, I'm living proof of that. Um, doctors don't always get it right on the money the first time. Um, my mom was very high risk. She had a mini stroke while giving birth to me and lost all movement of the left side of her body for a long time thereafter. And... If it wasn't for my grandma, my grandpa, and everyone else, um, I really don't know what kind of life I'd be living. But I'm just so thankful for everyone. And all of these different little stories just show that God can make anything possible, even with faith as small as a mustard seed. Um, mustard seed is one of the tiniest seeds that you can plant. It grows rapidly. The roots grow very deep. Uh, mustard plants slow the growth of other plants. Um, it can turn into a large crop and the soil is healthier after it's planted. Sometimes one little mustard seed can grow as big as a tree. The mustard plant paints a picture of faith that just a tiny bit of faith can move a mountain. Faith grows quickly with the deep roots reaching out to Christ. A seed of faith leaves your life healthier. The enemy doesn't want to be around faith. Not a single part of faith is wasted. Faith can heal you. It doesn't take much. Just a tiny seed in your life can change, be changed by faith. Things come up in life and often stands in our way, much like mountains. It might be a move, a fight with a friend, or being somewhere new. It feels impossible at that time to cross that mountain, but by faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move it. 
Um, I'm now going to read Matthew 13, 31 and 32. So this is another spot where um, the parable of the mustard seed is written. This is um, 31. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed into his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it's grown, it's taller than the garden plants and becomes a tree. So the birds of the sky can come and rest in its branches. Um, so a little side note, I was reading a book that Jenny Billman actually lent to me, and I'll talk about it a little bit later. But one little spot that I read talked about how it wasn't talking about these big, huge birds that you can make a nest for. It was talking about like crows, little ones that we don't want. Um, the ones that farmers would create scarecrows to get rid of. Um, one little note said that that was kind of like a funny little moment kind of saying that faith was for the birds. Um, it was just really funny to read that and think that it was for the lowest of the low and the highest of the high, the best people. Um, Jesus went and sat with the sinners just like faith is for the sinners. It's not for the righteous. It's for the people that need it. It's for the people who are dealt with things upon their life that they need that love and structure from Jesus. And I just thought that was a really funny note to, I never thought of it that way. And um, it was just really funny to read that and just kind of have like a different look at things. Um, teaching faith to our children is one of the most important ways to build a strong foundation in Christ. The dictionary defines faith as a confidence or trust in a person or thing and belief that is not based on proof. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 1.11 that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. A good foundation should cause an unshakable faith in Christ that will carry us through difficult times, and it should give us hope. So back to that book that Jenny Billman was uh, sweet enough to lend me a copy of. Um, she taught out of it for my mom's Sunday school class, and mom went on and on about it, and then Jenny approached me and had little... Um, bookmarks in it and little notes written for me and it was just it was just a really great encouragement to have that so um, I'm going to read just a little part of it the uh, book is called The Ir Irresistible Revolution by Shane Claiborne um, I saw a picture of a mustard seed taking over the world Jesus hated mustard it took over the garden and slowed the growth of their crops I liked the lines most when the first century peasants heard Jesus's images they would have giggled or maybe told him to hush. Here, he's using the infamous plant to describe God's kingdom subtly taking over the world. Um, it goes on to say that a mustard seed has to be crushed or it has to be ground or broken for its power to be released. Um, in John's gospel, Jesus compares his death to the resurrection that... Um, he compares it to a seed being um, broken and released... Um, so here it says, um, to a kernel that falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Uh, John 12, 24 mentions that. Um, this crazy mystery that we celebrate of a Christ whose body is torn apart and his blood is spilled like the grains and grapes that um, we take communion with, it shows, it gives us life. Uh, mustard was also known for healing. It was rubbed on the chest to help breathing, kind of like Vicks Vapor Rub. And I really liked the lines out of the book. Vicks Vapor Rub. 
uh, mustard, the official sponsor of the Jews' revolution, a healing balm, a sign of upside-down power, and a good dip for a kosher meal. Um, we face many mountains, but we have a God that allows us to move them. Uh, while I was preparing for this Sunday, I searched my grandma's cabinets for mustard seeds, thinking she probably had some. And in the very, very back, I found this little jar of uh, McCormick's mustard seeds. And it made me start to think that we need to use our faith daily. Uh, we don't need to put it up on a shelf and forget about it like these little seeds did. Um, as a reminder of our faith, um, later on we'll have youth at the doors, and they have these little baggies that have some mustard seeds in it in the scripture from today. And I just want everyone to take one just as a reminder of just how much faith it takes. It doesn't take much, hardly any at all. Um, thank you all for coming today. It's really been a blessing for me to be able to step out in faith like this. Um, I just am so thankful for each of you, the words of encouragement that I've received from every single person. Our family's gone through some of the worst times in our lives in this church and some of the best and through all of it each of you have shown us love and compassion um, people that I didn't even know would come up to us and show us love um, this church has truly changed my life and I can't imagine growing up in any other place um, I was very nervous for today to be honest um, this is a lot different than a speech tournament. A speech tournament, I don't have many people in my room with me at most, maybe 15, and then um, talking for maybe eight minutes at a time. But this is much different. It was a big step for me. Um, I know I have a lot of like memory lapses and stuff, but I, um, I'm just thankful that Brent trusts me and believes in me. and knows what I'm capable of, even though I don't always think I'm capable of it. And that goes back to that he has the faith in me, even if sometimes it's as small as a mustard seed. Um, I'm going to get out a little sooner than normal, but um, I'm sure Brent will have some other stuff to share. So um, just thank you guys so much for everything. Um, I'm excited to see what else I grow into in this church and maybe even have other generations in this church with me. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, I'm just so thankful for a church that believes in their youth and shows them how proud they are of them and what they're capable of and allows them to grow. So, thank you guys. Hey, before, before she gets out of here, let's uh, lift her up in prayer. We want to? Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Callie. I just thank you for her faith that she exemplified up here on this podium today, Heavenly Father. I just pray that you would just continue to use her, continue to work on her, Heavenly Father. May she be the young lady that you've called her to be. And Heavenly Father, we know one thing for sure, is she's lifting up her Savior and Lord. And I just thank you for that. And I just thank you for this testimony that she gave today as she read your scripture. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey guys, last week we talked about kids. They said the kingdom of heaven's like kids. I don't know if you know it, but man, kids believe anything you tell them. They really do. And what does God tell us about him? It goes back to John 3.16. He loves us. We are his masterpiece. What does this world try to do so much? 
It tries to destroy that faith that we have in our loving God that tells us we are a masterpiece and that we are loved. And that's what we're up against. That's what we need to spend time in his word daily to know exactly how much he loves us. That is our love letter to each one of us. And we need to make sure that we take time to get to know the Lord we serve, how great he is, how mighty he is. That faith of a mustard seed isn't in that mustard seed. It's in Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross for each one of us. And he says, I love you this much. And he spread his arms apart. And Dwayne always points to this cross. We sang about it today, guys. If we truly take this message that Callie gives us today, it's a simple message. But it's one that will change your life forever. And it will send you on the path that he has for you. A lot of times uh, people want to know what my purpose is in life. Your purpose is to glorify him. Your purpose is to live for him. Your purpose is to tell how great he is and tell what a child you are in that faith that you have in that God that you serve. That's our responsibility to each one of us. And we need to take the time as children of God to tell people how great our dad is. Amen? Because he is that way. And this world is searching for that answer. It's going through many emotions. It can't believe it's so simple. But God did make it simple. But it's for us to understand and us to communicate to this world how we need to have faith in our Jesus Christ. And uh, Callie left off, man, 11.6 of Hebrews. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. He wants to see you live that faith out, guys. Callie mentions many a times when I push these young people, when I tell these young people, hey, go do this thing. The reason I do that is because I want them to know, hey, there is a God up there that created you for a purpose, and he can do the greater things in you than what you can think you can do. Amen? Amen. He can do it. But so many times, guys, we get fear built up in us, and we try not to do the things God called us to do. Fear is false evidence appearing real okay that's what fear is false evidence appearing real so many times we don't do the things god called us to do because why that fear creeps in that devil uses that fear to keep you from doing the things that you need to do amen hey we need to get past that we need to know that god's created us he's for us he's not against us He's not there to beat you up. He's there to encourage you, to get you out of your comfort zone so you can please him. In Ephesians uh, 2.8, it says he's planned these things out for us to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. He lives in each one of us that's received Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. He's planned these good works for you to do. It's not for you to get all the glory. It's for him to get the glory. Amen? That's what it's all about. So, as you've seen Callie, if you've seen these youth out here stretching themselves, I look around here, there's Chris over here who's getting ready to go to the mission field. Man, there's many times when you can look back in your life going, I don't think God can do that through me. Many times people said, hey, I don't think that can happen. Hey, my God's big. 
If I just surrender and do the things he's called me to do, he can do the impossible. He can do it. But it just takes that faith of that mustard seed, as Callie said. I remember her going to mission field. Man, it was a big deal. Mom, you were even a little stressed out too. Doctor said that he's not going to be able to go. What happened? She got the shot. She was able to go. Hey, God wants to do something big in your life. He wants to set you on fire so you'll serve him. Are you guys ready to get set on fire where you can do something for him? We just need to take that step of that mustard seed. It all starts saying, hey, I surrender. I'll give you my whole life. You use it, Lord, however you see fit. And it starts with that surrender. But here's the thing, folks. That surrender comes at a cost. You'll have to tell other people around you that you're surrendered to Jesus Christ. That white flag right over there and with all those other countries over there. You'll have to surrender your own will. You'll have to surrender doing what you want to do and let God take control. That's where it starts. Walking this aisle and saying, hey, God, I surrender all I have. And I want to follow you. We talked about that Sunday evening, right? What he called the disciples to do. He didn't call them the ones that knew everything, knew how to do the stuff. He says, I will teach you how to become fishers of men if you follow me. Every one of us needs to follow him. Every one of you know what obstacle you got to face. So, that said, I pray that you take the step of faith that you need to to grow in this relationship with Jesus Christ. To grow and to make this faith become what it needs to become so other people can see that lived out in you and what that means. So let's all stand this morning. Like I said, I don't know exactly what you're going through. But I know he's called you to a relationship if you're a Christian here today. And you could say, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. But God's wanting you to do it his way. If you need to surrender something today, the altar's open for you today. Do that. Do that work there at your seat today if you want to. Just know that God's got a plan for your life and it's to give you a future and to prosper. All right? It's not to be beat up. It's not to be a stepping stone for anybody else. He's got your plan. He can do it through you. Let's all go to Lord in prayer.